0: you <small noise>
1: everybody to another episode of the loop bros on your gaming gal kalai now tonight uh somebody you know got a little kissy kissy got a little kissy in the wrong parts so they can't make it tonight you can surmise who those two people are but joining us tonight is uh joe what's up joe
2: hey what's up kalai how's everybody doing what's up
0: matt
1: good and we're also joined by matt thanks for coming on matt
0: What's up, evening gents.
1: Yeah, so the three of us are going to be bringing you an episode this week. We are recording on a Friday night, so we didn't get a chance to ask anybody about questions, but so hold your questions till next week. We've got a full cast, but we're going to try to bring you a good show tonight. Uh, Let's start off with some toast. Uh, We have to obviously uh, toast our Patreon producer. My name is Effing Mayo. Um, I would also like to toast for this week. Jim has had his last radiation in chemo for a couple of weeks.
2: All right. woot whoop.
1: Anybody else? Anybody wants to toast to?
2: No, I can't. I can't. Talk. It all goes to Jim this week.
1: Okay. It's all at the gym. Oh.
2: Wow. It sounds like you shot a laser.
1: So I'm drinking a beer, and I just literally got it all over myself. So I, mean, I just—I literally... remember
2: my first beer.
1: Oh, it's so good! All right. Oh, hopefully I'm not too sticky.
0: That's what she said.
1: <laughs> got it, like all over me. All right, guys.
0: Yeah. Oh.
2: She'll raise itself.
1: It's right? Okay. Let's start off with some housekeeping. Uh, Guys, we do have a Patreon. We have extra bonus episodes. We have some great content coming out with you where we do deep dives on some great video games. You can, for $25, make one of us play a video game of your choosing currently. I had to play WW2K22 and there will be a review going up for that very soon because I did finish that game. Fuck that game. Um, or even for $1, you get access access to our bonus episodes, our uh, once a month Super Loop Bros. It's like an extra episode. Um, besides that, we also have the 2236, our comic cast. Of course, me, uh, Joe, and Matt's episode, which is the driftcast and it says twitch oh yes uh zach has a twitch he does stream a lot so go check out his twitch the bearded nerd okay so thank you guys and and you know what guys i'm just gonna throw in there go ahead and if you haven't reviewed our show please review our show review the driftcast just put reviews up there and tell us how much you love us or hate us it does get us shown (laughs) All right, so let's serve off what we've been playing. Matt, what have you been playing?
0: I got a couple things I've been under the gun with. So obviously you and I have been heavily into Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. We broke through the end game, and now we're starting a lot of the post-game quests. And I think you're still enjoying me giving you full sharps on your insect glaive the entire match, not having sharp ones.
1: Oh yeah, it's so nice. You know, I was I, I played earlier without you because you know, I shouldn't rely on you. And the, But I'm just like, oh, Jim and I are just like, we miss Matt.
0: And then you end up relying on me. Because that's <laughs> I come in and I help save the day and get Jim his Mitsuzune mantle.
1: Mm, you did.
0: Yeah. Uh, you said you were trying to get Joe back into the game recently?
1: Joe's been too busy for us.
2: Hey man, I gotta beat I gotta beat shitty need for speed games.
0: <laughs> uh then I also was playing a little bit more of Vampire Survivors, that reverse bullet hell, which is uh still a lot of fun playing on the Steam Deck. And what else did I play this week? Oh, did a little heisting in Grand Theft Auto Five with my buddies. Steve and Nick helped get me through a mission that netted me like $800,000 in a grand total of 15 minutes, so that was definitely really helpful. Then I also picked up just yesterday Cult of the Lamb, brand-new game published by Digi- Devolver Digital. It is basically a Animal Crossing. If Animal Crossing was you recruiting people into a cult, and sacrificing them to your dark lord. It's a hack and slash adventure game where you go out, collect resources, come back, build a town, including beds and campfires and temples, perform dark rituals. If uh, any of your cult followers start dissenting, you can sacrifice them, uh, bring them back to life, make them loyal again. It is a twisted little game, but it is a lot of fun.
1: I kind of want to play
2: it. It's on Switch, too, isn't it?
0: It's on... uh, Yeah, definitely on PC. Definitely on Switch. I think it's on PlayStation. I don't know if it's on Xbox, but I have it on PC. I've been playing it on my Steam Deck. And I think, Kali, don't you and I still library share?
1: Oh, I don't know. Because, you know, it's so weird because, you know, I replaced my computer and, you know... So there's a possibility we have to re share. We'll fix that. Huh. Anything else you've been playing?
0: And that's basically it. It's actually been a very small uh, gameplay week.
1: What about you, Joe?
2: Uh, I played a shitload of games this week. Like, a lot. Um, currently, as we're recording, I am playing LEGO Batman 3. And I try to play, like, the most menial games when I record, just so I can pay attention to what I'm doing. and. I have to pay attention to story. So I'm knocking this game out. Um, I love Lego games. And I want to go back and play all the PS3 ones. Like the ones that I never beat on PS3 because I didn't own a PS3. So like re- the really like good ones, the classic ones, like Lego Indiana Jones 1 and 2 and like Lego Batman 1 and 2. But they don't have trophy support. So I like find myself struggling. Well, Indiana Jones 2 does. And I beat some of that, but didn't beat all of it. But, yeah, I'm enjoying Lego Batman Three. It's it's cool because it's in that like it's when they start kind of changing the formula in Lego games and making them not just like so straightforward. There's a lot of different things you can do in the game and a lot of different things you have to do to like make the game progress forward and different like power ups you can gain. And I, I'm really liking it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Uh, next, what else have I played this week? Oh, like I played Penny Punching Princess for the Nintendo Switch. And this game is, is cool. It's, in the va- it's the same people who made um Disgaea. And it's a really freaking cool game. So it's a Nippon Ichi game, Kalai. And you play as a princess who basically you fight demons and stuff for money. So you punch them and then they drop loot. And then you take that loot and you can bribe other enemies to join your cause for like attack moves. Or you can buy them and then you can create like shrines out of them and that's how you like level up your character. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. You should look out for it. It's uh it's on Switch PS I think it's on PS4. I'm not sure if it's on PS4. I know it's on Nintendo Switch, because that's where I'm playing it. And it was like $3.99 when I got it. So Is it was, on like, PC? It might be. Um I don't know. A lot of Nepanichi games go to PC, but I'm not sure if this one did. But uh it's it's definitely a blast. It's definitely one of those like Switch games you can like pick up and put down because it's like one like the levels are super quick and you want to get like the highest rank you can so you get more shrines and like these cat shrines are hidden through the levels and when you get them that's how you level up your character you have to collect shrines like it's not like punching just gets you money but it doesn't get you level ups and like they can be like the level like the the upgrades for your character can be pretty expensive so i'm loving it though i've only i'm I'm still in the first chapter and about like two and a half hours into the game but i'm just like grinding for like shrines because it gives you like recipes to make different ones so like if you basically what it is, is like you hit like the um the left bumper and it brings up a calculator or it's the right bumper i don't remember it's one of the bumpers and or one of the triggers or zl or whatever the fuck they're called in the switch we hit one of the buttons right and it brings up a calculator. And with the calculator, you can literally pay to bribe enemies to um to bring them to your side. And you can use them for like one off attacks. And they do like devastating damage to the enemies. So it's kind of like worth it. So it's a really cool mechanic. But you have to have money to bribe people. So like and you could bri- you can open like special pathways to get more like cat statues. And you can open um you can open healing portals, Cly. So like if you need to heal yourself, you have to open a portal to do that. Like you don't pick up, like, healing items, so you have to, like, find a portal and pay to open it. That's weird. It's a really fucking cool game. Like, I wanted this game when it came out, and it was, like, a $40 game when it came out, and I was like, it'll go cheaper, it'll go cheaper, and then I was like, oh, I'll pay $20 for it, and I was like, mm, it'll go cheaper, it'll get cheaper, and then it was, like, $3, and I was like, you ever buy, like, a game and you get, like, coins for it from the Switch? Yeah. I got I had so many coins in my bank because I just haven't been spending them. Like when I buy another game, that I was like, oh, I'll get that for free. I'll get this for free. I was like, sweet. So yeah, I'm r i am I really dig that game. It's called Penny Punching Princess. And I know it's on the Switch, and I'm not sure if it's on anything else. Uh Corey and I, good friend Corey of the show. Uh we played um Dark Pictures anthology's House of Ashes. I actually finally, finally. I, I like this game a lot, but I don't like this game. I don't know. It's weird. So this game, out of all the dark picture games, I feel like it's the most cinematic and you do the least amount of gameplay. Like there's not a lot of like, there's a lot of scenes where you're just sitting there watching the game. I feel like it could have been a little bit more interactive and it kind of let me down in that aspect. I was hoping for more interaction with the game. So, I mean, we're on act three, so we're like, almost done we have like another like hour and a half maybe left and i think the craziest thing in the game is out of all the dark pictures games this is the one where i felt like you could get fucked over just playing the game the way you would normally play a game so like i'm not gonna spoil anything but i got to a section where i swore i should have done this to save a character and then i wound up killing somebody and i was like are you fucking kidding me like I did everything by the book that should have saved that character and it didn't. And I was like, Oh man. And then we, Corey and I had a similar situation later on. I was like, Oh man, this one's actually really difficult to figure out how to keep everyone alive. It's a very different story from all the other ones too. Um.
0: So now the only experience I have with all those so far is until dawn. I've actually seen a full playthrough of man of Medan and only a little bit of house of ashes, you said that it's kind of more cinematic than the others. The only comparison I have really have is Until Dawn. So it's even more cinematic than that.
2: Well, while in Until Dawn's cinematic, you walk around a lot and you interact with a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of walking and touching things in that game and picking up collectibles. It's got cinematic moments, but I feel like it's more interactive and there's a lot of interactive cutscenes. In this, the, the cutscenes are, like, just people talking. There's not a lot of, like button pressing or, like, keeping your controller still or anything like that. There's a little bit, but there, I thought there would be way more, like, interaction with the game. Like, I don't know, Kalai, did you feel that way about this one? Because I felt like as far as, like, interacting with the actual game, I felt like it's a, it's a letdown compared. The story is the best story they've made yet. And I haven't played Quarry yet, but I've heard Quarry is the best game they've made so far. But this one, the story is so good. And Ashley Tisdale fucking dis- is so good in this game. So good. Like Rachel is such a cool character. I
1: don't know. I enjoyed the game. You know, I don't remember what happened because that's the problem. Is that it, I played it when it first. I mean, everything came out.
2: blurs together when you play games at this point in your life. It's like, oh, I played that. I beat that like two weeks ago. I don't remember what it's about. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> like, like everything going on in my life, I'm like, oh yeah, that just that I don't have memory to retain that unimportant information I played it, I had a good time
0: <laughs> I feel that's even more appropriate for playing all these games because it seems like they all have kind of the same thing happening
2: Um, I feel like they do enough of a job making themselves feel different enough and I feel that's what sets them like it's what makes the anthology so cool and I really like what they did with these games because they try to not make it so like hey, all these things are just the same. Because they could have easily have done that, or they could have easily had a game where, like, everything spills over to the next game and to the next game. But they did a really good job of making it all seem, like, different and unique. And I like that. And the curator is still amazing. Like, he pisses me off so much when he's like, oh, you should have done this. And I'm like, you fucker. Or he's like, hey, you want to pay for a tip so, your people don't, so you know what's going to happen? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to spoil it the first time through, but I'm really I'm, I was I'm digging the game, Clyde. But I don't know. I was I, I'm just wishing it was a little bit more interactive. That's it. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying I expect a lot from these games. Maybe too much. Maybe too much. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's look at my trophy list. Uh, I did play a little bit more WWE 2K22. It's been like a weekly thing now where I've kind of just been playing my faction mode, I still, haven't oh, even, thanks like, to me. I still haven't even played My Rise yet. I played like an hour of My Rise. And My Rise is like the meat and potatoes of that game, really. It's probably where the plus one should have came from is My Rise, because that's like the career mode. But we all decided that it came from Showcase. So I think next year it should, it should come from My Rise, because My Rise is like the meat and potatoes of the game. You take your own guy, you go through developmental, through NXT, and then you go to the main roster. So it makes the most sense as like a complete game. But yeah, I'm really digging my faction. There's really a lot of stuff to do in my faction. It's it's like a glorified like my Madden kind of mode and people get pissed because like they lock like costumes, like alternative costumes behind the mode, which I think is kind of a dick too because they're only available for a limited time. So if you don't play the game enough to unlock them or pay for them, you don't get them. But I think it's really cool that there there at least is a system to unlock alternate attires in the game. Like I think my
1: that's... faction my faction
2: my faction and me. Pretty much my wallet, my wallet, my wallet and <laughs> me. Or as as Matt, as Matt, uh, Matt Matt Murray we call them shit crystals. This game has a lot of shit crystals. Too many shit crystals. Um I played Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh I talked to brief bit about that before we started recording, so I'll talk I'll tell everybody else. Uh it's a pretty cool game. It's a little racer. Um it's very arcadey. But it's kind of like you gotta pay for the whole fucking game. You don't get the whole game. So it's very like misleading. It's like, oh here's this whole world map. Oh you can go do Batman levels. You can do this level, this level, this level. No. Those are all locked behind season passes. I was like what? So like all you get is this like one area and then, like, it shows you the rest of the stuff you can unlock with money. And, like, this game is, like, like, Corey and I played the demo, and we were blown away by that. Oh, well, we played the trial. So we used, like, the PlayStation Now Premium trial thing. And it's really fucking cool how it works. Like, you get to play the game for two straight hours um, without any interruption. And you unlock trophies, Clyde, while you do it. And they stay. Oh, that's,
1: that's addicting right there.
2: Oh, uh, hell yeah. I'm trying every game. Cause I can just get trophies for two hours. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna download every trial. I told, I was like, I'm gonna get the Tiny Tina one and play the first two hours and just see how I like it. But I'll get trophies for it, so it's worth, it's worth, it's worth trying it. Because if you try it and you like it, then you buy the game. It's a really cool system. The fact that they let you, because it lets you download the full version. You're playing the full version. That's why you unlock trophies. You're not playing a trial. You're playing, or you're playing, not playing a demo. You're playing a trial of the full game. So, like, if you could beat the game in two hours, if you're a master, like, you could beat the game in two hours. So, it's a very interesting system. I I actually thought it was a dumb system at first, but I actually think it's pretty cool now. I beat Oni Chambara Origins for the PlayStation 4. Man, I love my Bikini Samurai Squad games. These games are fucking phenomenal. Probably one of my favorite uh, musou genre games. Like, they are just top-notch. Like, you got your B- bikini clad Japanese chicks with friggin giant samurai swords and boobies everywhere everywhere there's boobs everywhere in this game, like the last boss is like thirst quenching it's ridiculous. I was like, my God, but <laughs> so I played that I beat that in about like three sittings I got like i like I don't know, I just picked it up like one night like i I bought it a long time ago but i started playing it one night cuz i was like what do i play like and i know somebody posted um somebody posted something in our in our facebook group where they were like oh man that moment when you get home and you turn your shit on or you look at your shelf and there's like 40 games there i got you what do you play and honestly it's called gamer paralysis and it's it's a real thing like i get it all the time when i turn my console on Like all the time. I don't know if you guys get it, but I I definitely get gamer paralysis a lot where I just like stare at the home screen or like I stare at the Switch like library and I'm like, what do I want to play? And like sometimes I get so overwhelmed I just shut the shit off and go watch a movie.
0: Yeah, I think I saw Redbeard Rick was the one who posted that and it, it hit a little too close to home. Even when I have games I know I want to complete, I just sit and look at my Steam library and go... Alright, should I get into a new game? Should I get into a very old game I already started? And there's times like, do I really have the time to sit down and really get involved in something new where I have to learn the controls, and then maybe I don't get back to it, and then maybe I forget the controls, and then by the time I get back to it, I forgot how to do everything, and I don't want to start over again. It's it's absolutely true at this day and age. You know, they have the old the meme out there where it's like uh, when you're young you have all the time and all the energy but no money middle age you have all the money and all you know i think all the energy but no time and then when you're old it's no energy but you have the time and the money it's exactly how i feel these days
1: Hmm. yeah
2: i just don't want to get like my whole thing with gamer paralysis that fucks me over all the time and it probably fucks you guys too is like you're like, oh man, I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for two seconds while this game's downloading, right? And then you're like, wind up finishing that game and and forgetting that you even downloaded the other one because you're like, oh shit, I'm getting engrossed in this. I'm just gonna keep playing this now. I don't know how many countless times I've done that on PlayStation. Oh, I'm gonna play this game because it's a download game, so I don't have to like put a disc in, and I'll come back to the disc game that I'm loading onto my I'm loading onto my system or the download a game I'm loading on. I'll come back to that later. But right now, I'm going to play this cheap and easy disc game, and I'll come back to everything else. And then I wind up just beating that game. And I never go back to the game I installed. And then I install another one, and the cycle continues. Well,
0: that's why I love a game like Monster Hunter, is that I could just go in, do a hunter-two, and feel good about myself. But there's older games that I have that I really want to beat. But I got so far in the game, and now it's like, ah, oh, to go back and try to figure it all out again, uh, the perfect example for me is Battletech, a uh, top-down turn-based strategy game. And I want to get back and actually play through the rest of the campaign, but the three or four times I've tried to load it up and play it, no clue what I was doing or how to do what I needed to do. And then I end up failing every mission that I take. So it doesn't yeah, want to play.
1: I've had that problem too. And I'm like, mm, okay. And I move on.
0: That's why I go find something else I want to play. That's why I love roguelites or roguelikes so much. It, it allows me to just have a run good or bad. Feel like I did something and then move on to whatever else I want to do next.
1: And still not beat the game like Hades.
0: Yeah, I keep meaning to go back to that.
2: <laughs> same, same. I gotta beat Hades too.
1: Anything else, Joe?
2: Oh yeah, tons. Um, hold on. Go back to the good old trophy list. Um I beat Stray.
1: How was that?
2: It was fun. Um I know you're a cat person, so you should definitely play it.
1: I'm waiting for it to come on
2: to come on a service. I think uh-huh. it I think it will. Like I think I think it'll definitely move over to everything else. I don't think it's going to get stuck.
0: What uh, do you mean come on a service, guy?
1: Like Game Pass.
0: As to spending the $15 to sub to PlayStation Is it on extras?
2: No, it's on uh Is no, it on, it's, it's on it's premium? A, it's premium. It's 24. Or, yeah, no, it's $18 for premium, I think, right?
0: On yeah, that. it's 18.
2: Yeah, eighteen bucks you can play Stray. I mean, it's it, I think it's worth the eighteen bucks, honestly, Kalai. And for all the other stuff they've been adding, it's it's in the trials, it's been worth it. Like it's my eighteen dollars is well spent. Everyone, I'm actually I'm enjoying the system and I'm enjoying everything right now.
1: Yeah, but it's, here's the problem: I'm going to be going back to work next week, and my time to play video games is going to be very much restricted because I'll be going to work and coming home and taking care of Jim. Taking care of the house.
2: You gotta do what you gotta do. Babies exactly. gotta do what a baby's gotta do.
1: So I don't know if spending eighteen dollars right now for something I might not even be able to use as much. And at least with game pass, I'll be a i will be I can play it on the go.
2: Alright, alright. I've been continuing my uh my love hate relationship with Mario Rabbids King to Battle. Great game. But man is that game hard. Like, it, it, like, tests your thinking skills. And you can't just, like, leave your people out in the wide open. Like, you gotta play strategically. And I, I just think, I just find games like that so engrossing. And then you get so sucked into, like, being the best you can be. Like, it's it's like Fire Emblem all over again. Now I'm like, if I make a fucking bad move, I gotta, like, turn the game off and turn it back on. I'm like, I could do this better. I could do this better. So.
1: I don't think there's permanent death in that game, is there?
2: No, and, well, there's a the thing where you can, like, there's a thing where like if you die in the middle of a level, you can set it so like you just respawn and just play the level from where you're at and like the enemies keep the same damage. But I didn't want to I didn't want to like have that as my like default like mode, so Uh,
1: anything else?
2: Um, no, that's that's about it this week. Which is which is enough stuff anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So, I played and finished uh, Dead Space for the first time ever. If Corey listens to this, I'm sure he'll be proud of me.
0: So, was, when you said you tried that before, and you just didn't, it didn't get through it.
1: Yeah, it didn't click with me.
0: What do you think went right this time?
1: So, a couple of things. First of all, sometimes I just need to replay a game from the beginning because they're things that I just don't get for some reason, like especially with a game like Dead Space. Dead Space, you know, I'm kind of want to just run in and shoot everything, but that's not necessarily the best approach. When I started using like, using, like the, the ability to like, I don't know, what is it, where you can freeze people or slow people down, that made the game a little bit easier. Also, I played it on easy, because I was like, oh, I'm just going to play it on easy. I'm not going to get very far. I didn't like the game the first time. I'm not going to like it the second time, and I wound up kind of liking the game the second time. Uh, So the fact that I also played it on easy probably helped. Plus, I played now Resident Evil, and, you know, when I started the original the first time, I wasn't that, like, I hated horror. Now, I don't mind horror. It's still not my favorite genre but I, I like the story. I played it. Um, we will be doing a deep dive for our Book of the Month Club. Gamer of the Month Club, or whatever we're calling it. So you guys can look forward to more in-depth uh, information from us. I also played more Monster Hunter. I did get my Astalos, uh layered armor, Joe.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm missing the helm, but still, the rest of it looks spot on for a woman. I was really excited about that. I also beat WW2K22 finally. Hi. I will be doing a deep dive for our Patreon producer, who did force me to play. It has an average length beat of three hours. It only took me, like, 17 hours With me crying on the phone and Joe helping me,
2: (laughs) it's all it's all good. Um, (laughs)
1: But I made it. I did it.
2: I mean, for a non wrestling fan, like just give me like your simple impression. Like, what did you think? Like, I'm not asking you to like deep dive right now. I'm just like, like, did you find any enjoyment once you figured out mechanics?
1: No, I thought the showcase mode is the most boring mode ever. I think that. Uh 2K did an injustice by putting that into it because people like me or even kids who are like watching wrestling or want to get into it, it's very hard to get into it and play the game because it was very frustrating. Oh.
2: So, Interesting.
1: Yeah. And i was, like I'm thinking I understand like me not as a wrestling fan, but you get a kid who starts watching wrestling and is like, let me go pick up this game. And then tries to do the showcase mode. And, you know, like, I had trouble with some of the matches because I didn't know who the people were. Interesting. Yeah. So, look out for that on our Patreon. Besides that, that's all I've pretty much been playing. I started uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm not very far into the game because I've been trying to do all of these other required games.
2: What's your first impressions? Beautiful. Gorgeous. Where does it rank as far as like the other two games?
1: They all have their uniqueness, so I can't really rank them.
2: What do you feel about like the dark aesthetic in this one compared to like how bright and like cheery the last two games were?
1: I really can't comment on that because I'm not that far. Like, apparently in this game, like, to do the tutorial, they tutorial you through every type of class. So you know how, like, in the original game, you played, like, one character? Mm Mm-hmm. Then in the second game, you played one character, but you could really switch. But, like, who really switched? You always wanted to play the main character.
2: I mean, he he was dope.
1: This game, I started off as the main character. I'm like, oh, yeah, sword, this is awesome. And then... They made me play the story from a different character's point of view, the healer, and I was like, Oh shit, I don't want to heal." So I had to play her part. Then they switched me over to a different character, and they they taught me about tanking. I'm like, oh, so I'm currently in the tanking storyline.
2: Interesting, interesting indeed. I, I, that's interesting that they make you go through like different perspectives and learn different different playstyles because I get I guess they just don't want people to play it one way or they're basically saying that these are necessary things when the battle system kind of like amps up. I heard that's like one of the most complicated battle systems in any game. Like they just keep throwing shit at you, like the tutorial is like a million hours long.
0: Well, that's weird because I've heard I've read an article that said that this was actually a good compromise compared to battle systems from past Xenoblades.
2: I mean I can explain past battle systems from Xenoblade. You ever play Final Fantasy XII? There you go. That's the battle system. It's 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 basically the you. It's like a gambit system. You tell you basically tell your unit what to do, and then it does it. Like and you basically like line up. It, you can change what it does, but basically it automates everything for you. Like it'll keep attacking the same way unless you tell it to change.
1: That's basically what this system is. It's almost the same. I don't. I haven't seen how it's different. It starts with auto-battling, and then you have the arts, and then if you time the arts correctly and chain-break them, which I haven't quite understood how
2: to do. Chain-breaking was in the last one, wasn't it? I believe I it was.
1: So- yeah, I think so, too. So right now, I haven't seen anything different.
2: I mean, the first games were a lot simpler, I feel like, because it was like you just had yes. to do your, you did your attacks, and then you did topple, and once you toppled them, you just beat the fuck okay. out of them, and that was it. That's, like, all the mechanics you need to know for the first game. And, right. And X. Like, that's it. You beat them up enough, they get toppled. Once they get toppled, you fuck them up. And right, you...
1: and with the new one, it's... The second one, it's the same thing, except that you could change out which sword you used. That's where it got complicated. Yeah because there's like you your your character has three different swords and you would change through the swords to change up the different attacks.
2: Yeah, so when I so when I bought I went oh when you bought when it three dropped right, I literally like started like jonesing to play it, but you reminded me that I didn't beat the last one. So I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to go back and beat it." So I downloaded it, and then I was like, "Joe, come on. Like let's beat the RPGs like we're we we're already into" And I was like, wait, I'm into this already. Why well, don't I just beat this? So I'm actually gonna, sitting down and I'm going through that now. So I'll report back when I uh, make a little bit more progress. But yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're digging it so far, though. But
1: every time I start playing it, I then have to come to a part where I have to save because then I have to switch back over to Monster Hunter because Jim wants to play Monster Hunter with me. <laughs>
2: so therein lies Therein lies the rub, man. Mhm. It's that's it's called it's called you know gaming with a spouse. You should be lucky it, you have it, man.
1: Oh, I know I am.
2: I I am not as lucky as you. I wish I was. And you know what? I almost bought. I almost convinced her that. Well, I'm, I tried to buy like Mario, like Mario Party, and like Mario uh, Kart, because I'm one of like the seven people on planet Earth that doesn't own Mario Kart. Mhm. So. I'm pretty sure the install base for that is like 80% of people that own a Switch own Mario Kart, which is friggin' insane to think about. Like, that's like an insane install rate. But anyway, I tried, to, I tried to convince her, like, hey, I'll buy these like multiplayer games that you, you me, and Elliot can play downstairs. And I'll put the other dock downstairs, and you can play them on the other Switch, or I can bring my Switch downstairs. Just because I want to start, like, having her kind of enjoy some gaming with me.
1: Well, I hope that works out for you.
2: I hope it does, too.
1: Um, the only other game I did play this week is Tiny Tina's Wonderland.
2: I want to get that so bad, but again, it's like I just have too much to play. And if I'm getting any game, like to be re- to be real, like like Turtles is like literally two weeks away, and mm. I took off, and I took off work to play it all day.
0: Yep. Ain't nothing wrong with that.
2: Nope. Nope. I'm a grown ass man. I'm using my vacation time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I'm I'm excited. I'm 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 glad that you got to game for a while. I really am. I know, I know with your with your stuff with your with your setback that kind of put you on the shelf for a while. You had a, you had an injury, kind of sat out the season. Watched us all play a whole bunch of really good games for a while, and then and then we all got jealous because you got to sit home and play a fuck ton of games. And I'm not jealous from your situation because nobody wants to have to go through the situation you just went through. But I'm jealous of all the game time you got. Like completely jealous.
1: Yeah, I'm really, really lucky, uh, and I'm lucky in the fact that my husband sat next to me and worked while I played games. I got up, I did the dishes, I made him lunch, I cooked lunch for us, I cooked dinner for us, and I ran him to appointments. But when I didn't have anything to do, that man did not care that I sat right next to him and played games on my my. And you know, you know, I've you, been in my game room. He sits right in my game room. Awesome. He, like, uh, we were, he was in a meeting, I think, with a client today. And I'm sitting here playing WW2K22. I'm having an Instacart order being delivered today. And the person's shopping. And they couldn't find the turkey burger as I wanted. So I'm, like, talking to them. And I'm waiting for them to respond. So I'm playing. And, like, she responds, which is fine. I didn't get to it right away. I was, I was pausing my game. He stopped his meeting to tap me on the shoulder to say, you got to deal with Instacart because <laughs> I was playing a game. <laughs> he wasn't upset. He was like, you got to deal with this. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm dealing with it. But, yeah, he's like, his people are, like, they're talking. They're having meetings. And here I am. Hey, 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 click, 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 click. No, get up, you stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, at least you knocked that one off your list.
1: Oh, I know, and I just gotta finish Just Dance 2022, which, I'm halfway through, it's just, it's taking me some time, but I'm getting there.
2: What's, what's considered beating Just Dance? Like, I want to hear this. Like, what do you have to do?
1: It's just like the showcase.
2: So, you have to make Rey Mysterio dance?
1: Yes. <laughs> you have to you have to play song you have to dance to songs to open up the, all the songs to play them all so i have to play all the songs available to me
2: fuck that
1: yeah yeah how would. i think you'd rather do need for speed at that point
2: you have to pass them or just play them
1: uh well so far i i mean they they're graded on a on a on like a star okay one to 5 so far i don't think i've gotten anything lower than a 3 star
2: Alright, alright, that's good.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I can, I can somewhat dance. And here's the thing with Just Dance, and I don't know if you realize this, Just Dance only watches the movement of the hand. Nothing else. Trophy! Wah, wah, wah.
0: Does it make you lose control?
1: So... You could you could stand there, and as long as you're moving your hand, it will register as perfect good, perfect good. Okay. Um, so, which is really, really good. It's not, not like I'm cheating the system, but it's really good for people like me who have arthritis in their knee, and some of the moves that these dancers do is they get down, and I'm like, well, I can't do that because I have a knee problem, but it will read my hand going down, which I find useful, which, hey... Joe, maybe you want to get Just Dance Twenty Twenty Two.
2: Maybe I fucking don't.
1: Well, it might be fun to play with your daughter and your wife. It might be a door into her gaming with you.
2: I guess.
1: Cause it's kind of exercisey. You know. You know.
2: I don't know. And you we'll could
1: see. you could play up to, and here's the interesting part: you could play up to like four or five peop- four people. I think. I don't remember. Definitely at least two. And you each only hold a remote. That's all you do is you strap a remote to your hand and hold it in your hand. And if you don't have enough controllers, you can use your phone.
2: Interesting.
1: hmm But it might be fun to play with your daughter or your wife and daughter to play. And it might like get you get her dancing.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, just, um, I don't mean to interrupt anybody, but for everyone that has the Best Buy in their area, they're doing their $10 um, anniversary weekly thing where it's like 10 days, 10 games for $10. And the first two days, which we missed already, and you'll miss a bunch by the time you hear this, but <laughs> the, the first day was Call of Duty Vanguard for $10. Not bad. Second day was Neo 2. That's always $10. And then this, today's game is Back for Blood. So I don't know if any of you guys need Back for Blood for Xbox or for PlayStation, but it's $10 today So for Best Buy.
0: It's actually not a bad price for that game. Uh, that's
2: a really good price for that game. $10 is cheap as fuck. Actually, I think it might only be for Xbox Series X, but that's still a really good price.
1: All right, we're ready to go to our Loop Bro leaderboards? Yeah, let's do it. So this is very interesting on the trophy side here. I'm looking at this. So in first place, would you like to guess who's in first place? Nope. Okay. Damn.
2: It usually, it usually doesn't end well for me.
1: Well, this is actually a surprise. First place is a Mrs. Miss Lightsite.
2: Miss Lightsight was number one last week too.
1: For sixty-five. Who who is she? Do we know?
2: I don't know. Reveal yourself. No.
1: Yeah, no, maybe another gaming girl with me. Hey. Shout out to Miss Lightsight. Oh, then we really cool. then we have Redbeard Rick. Uh, oh, and Mrs. Lightsight, her last trophy was dis swap in Ash's play room. Nice. Red, Redbeard Rick is at fifty two with Concordance Officer in Dead Space because I nice. think I think he actually one hundred percent platinum that game.
0: That he did, and that was hell of a run. Seeing him do it because he was posting up as he was making his way through the game, and it was impressive to see.
2: I mean that guy's a friggin maniac. He is one he's a good gamer. Like he's he's solid at gaming. So shout out to him. I hope he comes on the show when you guys talk about that.
1: Uh next is Affectatious Donk at uh, 44 with Journey of the New, Journey A New Star Approaches in Genshin Impact.
2: Is he on like spam celibacy this week or something? Cause like he only beat that's a low number for him.
1: Maybe. Uh The grounded gamer uh, has thirty six bag of goodies.
2: I did shit.
1: Bag of goodies in NHL twenty two to two.
2: Yeah, he's playing some good old NHL because he's Canadian.
1: Resident Dale Earl has thirty one. One small step in Far Cry three Blood Dragon, and Joe, you are number six at at nineteen with a good start in Hot Wheels Unleashed.
2: Nice, I'll take it.
1: Um, Let's see now. Let's go over to true achievements. I'm having, number one is I'm styling on you, bro, with 2,550 points. His latest achievement is Surgical Champion and Surgeon Simulator 2. Next is Sony Pony 2 with 1,340 with level 14 in Lab Crisis. Number three is Sadic with at 1,275 with Viking and Blast Brawl 2. Number four is Dump Licker with Trailblazer and Roblox. Okay. Wait, who's Dump Licker? Isn't that... I don't know who Dump is. Do we know who it is?
2: He licks dumps. That's all I know.
1: Okay. Uh, number five is GDI Master Ace with 300. Make, uh, Red makes it shoot faster in Alien Fireteam Elite.
2: Nice. I heard that's a really good game.
1: I'm number six with 250 insurgent in Dead Space.
2: Look, we're both number six.
1: And the Bearded Nerd is number seven. With 25 points. And face me in spite.
2: Bearded turd.
1: Oh there's uh, JT the AFL Uh There's a new sharp in town. With 20 points.
2: I want to get like a, a seagull sound. Every time we mention his name in the show. <laughs> like a sound effect. Just like, really.
1: And I would like to note. That since I'm running the show this week. We're going to go over to the Lutsis leaderboards, as in PC side. The Aphisigol with 172 uh, points. His latest achievement is uh, Potion Pioneer in Final Fantasy XIII. Number two is the Grounded Gamer. I made fire in Green Hell. His latest trophy. Number three is 42 at 74, where the Bright Hoof calls for aid in Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I'm not even on the boards. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. If you're, a
2: leader, if you're a leaderboard and you're not even on it.
1: No, but hey. It, I figured I'd call it out this time.
2: No, I, I appreciate it. I think I think it's good I get that PC brethren in there, you know. PC games exist too.
1: All right. Are we ready to uh, talk about the uh, backlog beatdown? Sure. I'm styling on you, bro, is number one at 118 cj anderson is at 88. diago is at 79. daryl's at 76. redbeard rick is at 73. gareth davis and joseph Priestley are at 55. nice job joe. Thank jt's you. at 48. i yield to no one is at 30. jared's at 29. Saunders at 23. matthew's at 22. james the nerd is at 21. zach is at 21. I am at 20 now.
2: Nice. Congratulations. Mm-hmm.
1: Sadic is at 18. Though, I don't know if Sadik's... If of your stuff hasn't been updated, I'm very sorry. Because that Daryl takes care of that.
2: I'll and look I, at it. I'll look at it tonight and see if I can update some stuff.
1: Well, SADIC emails.
2: Oh, goddamn SADIC. I mean, I do have access to the email, so...
1: No, Daryl directly.
2: Oh, he emails Daryl directly? What is this, like... It's like insider freighting, Jesus. Like... No,
1: he's a friend of Daryl's, and he doesn't he doesn't have Facebook he's or Discord. He does
2: use social media, right? What's that? He doesn't use social media?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Good for you, man. Congratulations.
1: No, the Builder was at 17, which I just saw. No, the Builder beat uh, Monster Hunter Worlds, which is more than you did, Joe. Tricky is yeah. at 15.
2: That's right, first of all. I've got time to play multiplayer games, gotta play my single player games.
1: Weren't you just playing with Corey?
2: He stopped playing because he gets distracted just like I do.
0: We'll... Does he not love you anymore? No, he loves me.
2: <laughs> he can't quit me.
1: <laughs> Alright. So let's head over to our topic of the show. This week we're gonna talk about our most expensive game that we've ever bought in, in our collection. And we're also going to discuss playing buying multiple, the same game, I'm sorry, the same game for multiple systems, which happens for all of us. So, Joey, do you want to start off, or Matt, maybe, do you want to start off with our most expensive game, or how do you want to do this?
0: Good, Joe.
2: Most expensive game in my collection or most expensive game I ever bought? You ever bought. Well, I guess it'd be one and the same, Joe. <laughs> um fucking a. Uh I own a copy, well I own multiple copies, but we don't need to go in that cuz that's just sad. <laughs> I own two copies of final of a Fire Emblem uh Path of Radiance and one copy of Radiant Dawn. And currently they both sit at over a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, but how much I, did you spend on it? I paid $98 for each of them, and I have never paid more than $98 for a game. Ever in my life, okay. unless you count like collector's editions, but I, I don't really count that because you're you're paying for a fucking statue. You're not paying for
1: it. Oh, I'm counting collector's editions because that's where I spend all my money on.
2: Uh, okay, well if I'm going that way, I think the most expensive one I ever bought was Final Fantasy. I think it was like the thirteen bundle that came with the friggin' strategy guide, like those hardcover strategy guides. Those are fucking expensive. I think the strategy guide was sixty. Fifty eight dollars, and then the game was like sixty bucks. So, an expensive night, and I did that three fucking times. I actually still own those hardcover books, which are worth a lot of money. Actually, I looked it up the other day. They're okay. very hard, very hard to find.
1: What about you, Matt?
0: So, the second the question was asked, I immediately thought way back to two thousand nine. And at the time, I would have considered this expensive, but I paid over $80 for the PlayStation One Final Fantasy VII. It was all the discs. I bought it from a collectible store, and it was something I never had in my collection, and I wanted to get it. And, you know, go figure, about two weeks later is when they released the digital version on the ps plus or the uh, ps3 that you could buy for like i don't know what was it 20 bucks
2: something like that yeah
0: but that started my collection of all the final fantasy games because now i have final fantasy 7 8 9 10 12 13 and 15 all on disc hard copy which makes me happy but i remember specifically buying that game going all right well that's 80 bucks i glad i got this oh they released it digitally a week later <laughs> great
2: i still have my final fantasy uh 12 steelbook and i'm really happy i own that cuz it's a really nice steelbook
1: um the most expensive game i probably bought is a collector's edition Baking the collector's editions, because I like displaying things, and I bought the Borderlands 3, or was it Borderlands 2, that did the, you know, it was the was Treasure one. Chest
2: one? The Treasure Chest one, yeah. The Handsome, was that the Handsome Jack collection or whatever? Not the Handsome Jack. Uh...
1: No, I think it was the third one. It was the third one. Because I got it on Xbox, and then we bought it on PlayStation, we bought it on, on um PC, which I'll go into. And it was about
0: $400. Oh yeah, that was definitely three. Because two... Two was back in 2012. 2011. One of those. And I tried to get the collector's edition. But they were more reasonable back then. I think like just a little over 100 But I couldn't. Because by the time I got to a GameStop. It was no longer on... There were no more available. So if you spent... 400 or more, that definitely was the Borderlands 3.
1: Yeah, but it came with an actual loot box that you would see in the game. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's what number two had back in the day.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the. To... Yeah. So that's probably why. But that also brings us into the next part of the topic, which is I bought it multiple times. So <laughs> I bought it on Xbox. When I bought this game, I wanted to buy it on PC, so I was playing this game with Jim, I was like, Jim, I want to buy this on PC, it would be great, Jim's like, no, I'm not playing it on PC, because I don't have a PC, um, and, you know, we have to play this game together, so I said, fine, I'll get it on Xbox, but I'm going to get the collector's edition, so I bought the collector's edition, you know, we started the game. Halfway through the game. Jim builds a PC and listens to me. And now he wants to play it on PC. I was like, oh no. We have to play it on Xbox. Because you may have played it on Xbox. Then we rebought it for PC. And played it again on PC. <laughs> Actually, I 100% that game on PC. So. Let's talk about this. Why... Do you guys like to buy games for multiple like systems? Do you do you feel like you have to justify yourself buying these games, or do you say just screw
2: it up buying it? I mean, do you want us to say what we bought the most multiple times first, or do you want us to go into the topic at hand first? Because I, yeah, mine's fucking crazy. So if you hey, if you want me if you want me to, I can explain.
1: Yeah, I mean that's up to you. Do you feel you need to explain yourself? I
2: mean, I mean it's so. I'll go through a few. I mean, obviously, there's the, there's the there's the obvious red herring in the room. It's obviously Hyrule Warriors. I bought that game four times. Each one was a different Earth. I'm sorry, three times. But each one's a different version of a game. So it's not like you're buying the same game. I'm just buying the game with more DLC each time. It's a more complete version of the game each time. If I want to like get crazy, I've bought Mario three. I don't know how many fucking times. Because I owned it originally on a Nintendo. Then I bought Mario All-Stars Collection. It's in there. Then I bought the one on the Wii. It's in there. Then I bought the 3DS one in the eShop. It's there. Then I bought it on the Nintendo Wii. It's there. Then I own it on the Switch. It's there. Um, (laughs) I think I bought Mario 3 a fuck ton. But the game I bought the most, and I know it's the game I bought the most, is Disgaea. The original sky game. Ready? I own it on PlayStation... I own it on PlayStation 2. I own it for PlayStation 4. I own it for Nintendo Switch. I own it for PC. I own it for Nintendo DS.
1: Wait, why do you own it for PC? I don't even play PC.
2: Because I had to fucking have it. Because I could play it on a PC. It's like one of the few games that like didn't require... Like it, like a run on my, on my laptop that I had at the time. And I was like... There was no other way to play it at that time because it didn't come. It, it came out on PS three, but the only other thing it came out on that time was was the um, was the PC or like a re release of it. So I couldn't play it anywhere else because I didn't have anything that could play it at the time. So when the anniversary editions came out, when the remasters came out that they made on the Switch and PS four, I bought it on Switch first, and then I bought it on PS four. It's probably my favorite strat or. Uh, turn-based strategy RPG of all time it's what got me like super hooked into the genre and then I went back and played like Final Fantasy Tactics and then I went back and played Tactics Advanced which I think Tactics Advanced Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced is one of the greatest strategy RPG games ever made it's just it's so fucking good so good if you haven't played it you should it's really fucking good though um what else um I don't think there's anything this guy. I really don't. I mean, Last of Us, if Tricky was on here, he's probably bought, like, 17 versions of Last of Us. Matt, what is your game you've bought the most?
0: I I don't think I've actually bought things more than twice. I, I can't think off of hand that I've bought anything three or more times. But... I think it also leads to a larger issue with games these days, but for my example, the first game that came to mind when the question was brought up was Monster Hunter World. I originally bought it on the PlayStation 4 when it first came out because Capcom couldn't get their heads out of their asses and release the the console and the PC version at the same time. So
2: Don't you understand they do that purposely at this point though? That's not like a that's not a design that's a, that's a design choice.
0: Yeah, but now now with everything that they're doing, they released they know you, you suck- know Sunbreak on both Yeah, but they know you Switch.
2: They know you suckers are going to buy on both. So they they release it twice. They know what they're they know what they're doing, Matt. Like I have no no doubt in my mind they know that they can get your money twice.
0: Yeah, I know. The problem is I actually had to hold myself off from the rise and sunbreak because we all started with it on nintendo and they released it about a couple months later yeah no it was like march and then january so almost almost a year months almost a year that they released it on pc but then they made it so that way you can get both sunbreak on pc and nintendo switch at the same time so it was very tempting because leading up to sunbreak Steam was having all sorts of sales throwing Monster Hunter Rise for 50% off. And had they introduced cross-save or cross-play, it would have been an instant buy for me. They would have had my money and had it twice. But they didn't, so I held off. But back in the day with Monster Hunter World, I bought it for PS4 so I could actually play it. And then in the year, year and a half later, when they actually released it for PC, all my buddies... Bought it on PC, so I started over again, and that's why I have probably close to seven eight hundred hours in Monster Hunter World alone, counting both PC as well as the console.
2: Now, can you now do you feel like you like you would buy it again, just playing on Steam Deck though?
0: Yeah, it's. I'm very yeah. I'm I'm fighting every ounce of my self-control to not buy it again so i could play it on steam deck and i want to because i played the demo of rise on steam deck and it played beautifully since it was made initially for nintendo switch it isn't as highly detailed as they did with world therefore i can get an easy 60 frames a second out of a playthrough i'm just i love the way the game plays on the steam deck but since none of my friends are playing it on pc there's really no reason for me to get it on pc and spend that sort of money because even at 50 percent off for the base game the expansion is still 40 bucks so i'm still looking at like 70 to 80 dollars to spend on a game that i already spent that money on on a console
1: and then you have to start over at the beginning
0: yeah, but you know me, that's really not that big of a concern. I'll I'll easily blaze through the Rise base game. It was easy enough when I played it through the first time. And now that I know what I'm doing, it'll be even simpler. But again, it it feels kind of empty playing a game like that without playing it with my friends. And that plays a large reason into why I bought Monster Hunter World twice. First, I was playing with you guys on PS4. And then it came out on PC and all the groups were playing, and all the group of our friends were playing on PC.
1: You weren't playing with us on ps Well, we weren't playing
0: together. A little, a little bit. I was, sorry, I was leagues ahead of you guys on PS4. But by the time you and I all met and we started playing together, by that time it started coming out on PC, and that's where Stebs and Steve and everybody else that I play with.
1: And then I wound up going over to PC and, you know, like, I had, I was like, Jim, I want to buy it again. He's like, he just bought it, he never played it. I'm like, no, it's going to be different this time because I have friends. It's going to be different. And boy, was it different.
0: Yeah, and, and we even got Jim to that point where I remember his trials and tribulations for buying an external graphics card to hook up to his Mac so he could dual boot Windows so he could play games with us. Yeah, And then ended up building his own PC. So, you know, a lot of reasons why I would buy a game multiple times is because it's a multiplayer game and it's a game I can play with my friends. But in today's environment, I think the problem stems more than just buying the same game. It's buying the same game in different versions. You mentioned tricky earlier and buying last of us. Look at all the money we spent buying the super Mario, uh, legacy collection on the Nintendo switch. Three old-ass games, 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. And now I argue Galaxy and Sunshine still hold up, but Mario 64 certainly doesn't.
2: Those controls didn't hold up at all.
0: Yeah, those controls. but I also... So I had bought that game in that... I'm sorry, no, Kalai bought me that game. You got me the gift of of the uh, trilogy. But I bought that game on the Wii Virtual Shop years ago. So did I. I... I've bought Legend of Zelda multiple times from multiple systems. I have it on Amazon. Yeah, I've bought Wind Waker multiple times on multiple systems because of HD remakes and things like that, which arguably maybe it's a different game, but it makes it worthwhile making the purchase to, to buy it again. But looking at what the what the game industry is doing, making it so that way, hey, here's the game you love. We're making it available. So it kind of forces our hand to buy stuff so that way we could play it. Now all I'm going to say is Nintendo freaking release Minish Caps so I could pay money again to play that.
2: No, that'll, that'll go on the service, though. Like, they're not going to make you pay for that money.
0: Yeah, but I want to pay for it.
2: Yeah, you're going to pay the extra $15 a, month, a year.
0: Actually, I'm not because I'm just going to fucking emulate the thing on my Steam Deck, which I can do easily.
1: Yeah, funny story about the Steam Deck. So I told Jim, I was like, oh, Ender's going to come over and put emulators on my Steam Deck. He's like, Clot, you don't need any more ways to emulate
2: games.
0: <laughs> so easy and plays so nice on the Steam Deck.
2: Does it? I can't. Does it know? I can't. wait. Does it play that well? Does it play that well, like the emulators on a Steam Deck?
0: It depends on the game. Like, my Xbox emulator has... Problems with certain games, the frame rate drops and tanks and certain things, but it plays PlayStation 2 games perfectly fine. It plays anything N64 and older perfectly fine. I haven't run into a game on N64 and prior with any issue. So that has kind of helped me not buy games again, you know, getting back in emulation. But now, look at all the mini-systems we have. The the PlayStation Classic, the NES and SNES Classic, the uh, Genesis Mini. That's essentially just buying all these games again in a different format. Which it's
2: like the Sega Genesis. A like, it's like the Sega Genesis collection and all these collections. I like what they do collections.
0: Yeah, so I've bought the Sega Genesis collection on the Switch. I've bought the Sega Genesis collection on my PC. I bought the Genesis Mini. I have the collection five times over now, and yet here I am, just buying in, because like, oh, I never know when I want to play Sonic the Hedgehog again. My most
1: most bought game is probably uh, Borderlands, but does that surprise anybody here?
0: No. Well, what do you mean your most bought game is Borderlands? Because you, have you bought it multiple times on different systems? I, I thought I remember you did two. On both Xbox and PC.
1: And PlayStation.
0: I wasn't aware of that.
1: Yes, there was one game. Um, I think it was Borderlands 2, I want to say. So Borderlands 2, I played on Xbox, beat. Then I played it... Jim and I... So I played 1. Jim didn't want to play Borderlands with me. He's like, that's stupid. So when I played Borderlands, I had a friend give me overpowered weapons at level 1. And so I could run through the entire game. Because Borderlands 1 isn't fun by yourself. And Jim was like, you're cheating, you know, getting that is cheating. I was like, well, I need friends, and I don't have anyone who wants to play with me. If you'd like to play with me. So I finally convinced him to try it. Well, he fell in love with it. But by this time, I had played 1 and 2. So then I went back and played 1 with him, played 2 again with him. So I played them multiple times. Then 2 we played on... Um, I wanna say no, it wasn't two. It was the prequel. the prequel I bought and played on Xbox with him. Then my friend Dice and my cousin Mark wanted to play it on PlayStation, so I rebought it and played it all on PlayStation. Then I started three, then three came out and I played three on um Xbox. My friend carl had never played any of the borderlands so we proceeded to replay the borderlands on pc with him so i did one two and three and the pre-sequel again all on pc so yes i bought it a lot
0: (laughs) so you'd say buying a game multiple times kind of like me to be able to well, with friends. Yeah,
1: that's my driving factor is absolutely my friends, especially with co-op. Like, to me, I won't... The only other reason I would rebuy a game is if I play a game on Game Pass. I've played games on Game Pass where I'm like, I wouldn't be able to play this game anywhere. Because a lot of times during the weekday, Jim's too tired to play games. And we watch a ton of TV together. Well, sometimes if I'm watching something stupid or something not involved, like The Flash... I'll play games. And so the game that I'm currently addicted to on Game Pass, now I'm going to want to play that on my Switch. So I'll rebuy it for the Switch. Those are like the yeah. only two reasons I'd rebuy a game.
0: You know, there's also times that I want to reward the developer. So for instance, uh, Into the Breach. I bought that on PC and I bought it on the Switch a game I never even beat on either system, but I loved that game so much. And it was a decent price. I think it was only $20 and bought it on both systems because I wanted to reward them. And I did the same thing with slay the spire. I bought it on both my phone and the switch because the game is so well done. It's like for, for the minimal amount of money that the game provides, the, the amount of game that you get for the amount of money you're putting in is insane. It's an insane value. And for developers who work hard, make a good game good, don't smash you with, I don't even like calling them microtransactions anymore because freaking $20, $30 is not a microtransaction in half these AAA games. So if a developer puts in the effort, I'll reward them by buying it on multiple systems, not even at a discount. I'll buy it at full price. So, games like Slay the Spire and Into the Breach, I'm more than happy to put money back into the hands of the developer.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any other games we can think of we want to talk about being pre-bought?
2: I mean, you can talk about like, you know, obviously we kind of talked about it, but like, The elephant in the room is like remasters and remakes. Like it's just like the big, you know, I guess epidemic of like this entire generation of gaming and the last generation is like there's just way too many remakes and
0: way too many remasters.
1: I agree. I agree. I don't think The Last of Us needs to be remastered.
0: Nah, no one does. Well, it's not even a remaster; it's a remake. And I, like, when I was on Trophy Wars a couple weeks ago, we talked about that where. It's like The Last of Us only came out within the last decade. We don't need a remake of something like that. Uh, Conversely, you have something like Dead Space, which is being remade. But that was made prior to 2010. And there's so many improvements that have come along that they can take advantage of. So it may not be a day one purchase for me. I love the Dead Space trilogy. But this time, I'm going to wait and see what other players say of it. Is it worth... My money to give them a game that was already that I've already played. Take that back to Resident Evil 2 Remake. That game looked fantastic compared to what the original Resident Evil 2 was. So I wanted to reward Capcom by giving them my money and playing a game. Now that didn't pan out very well for me for Resident Evil 3. Decent game, but definitely not up to the level that 2 was. I mean, it's, and, I mean,
2: I, th- I think that just has to do with the game, not with. Like, that game's just really short.
0: Well, it is short, and the gameplay is tight, I'll give it that, but even compared to the original Resident Evil 3, I think I beat Resident Evil 3 Remake in, like, six hours, whereas the original took about eight to nine. Mm. So there's definitely a disparity, and maybe part of that is the technology, because it took longer to load into rooms.
2: Tank controls, too. Like, you you have to accommodate for the... The the jank in the tank, you know? He, like Games had that back in the day. Games don't have that anymore. Like they can they can when you remake a game see I think the Resident Evil games deserve to be remade because a lot of them use tank controls back in the day. And now they can make games with modern Resident Evil controls. And it's like playing the game again, but it's it's different. It's different enough. Like even like like the I mean, it's funny because a lot of games get remade, but then a lot of games we want to be remade are not remade. Like, like for instance, like Matt, how how much? Like, I know you're a PC player, so you don't really care because you can play it. I want those Final Fantasy pixel perfect things. I want those on PlayStation or Switch, and they still haven't been announced yet. And I'm like, why are these trapped on PC? Like, I'm, I'm not understanding. Like, they would make so much money if they put them on consoles. Like, everybody wants to play them. And there's no other way to play them on modern consoles.
0: See, see, and that's where you're wrong to a degree. I do care because I don't think everything should be locked just to one entire uh, ecosystem. Like, I get it. If you're Sony and you own Insomniac, then okay, you want to have your thing proprietary. But if you're Square Enix, what's, what's your reason for locking it to one system? You're missing out on money completely. Because there's people like you, Joe, who want to pay for these games that want to play them on the system they own. They don't want to have to go out and make something new or try to, to borrow them from somebody else. So it it just baffles my mind when there's a market for certain things and the companies don't want to take advantage of it. Because then you got companies like Nintendo putting out Solus re-releases, not even improving the controls or, or yep. updating controls for the new generation.
2: The Mario remake is just so like fucking like bare bones and like it's disgusting. Like it's absolutely disgusting that they couldn't put Mario Ga or Mario Galaxy Two in there. Like why not? Like you missed the best one out of all of them. Well I don't know, it's debatable whether one or two is better than the other but
0: uh pretty unanimously all the reviewers say that two is superior in every way. See, now, I, I have like... a
1: question about one. Go ahead. Um, is there a lot of cutscenes in one?
0: Not really. I man. didn't think
1: so. JT messaged me after being, me being on Trophy Wars because I said that the evolution of Square Enix is to do way more cutscenes. I
2: mean, oh, so you, so you're saying because Final Fantasy games have a lot of cutscenes now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's the evolution of storytelling, though, Kali. Oh. Like you think about it, we had to read everything back in the day. Now they don't have to do that anymore, so they're not going to. Like they're gonna tell the story the way they want to tell the stories from the first place. That's why I like all the all the Square remakes because they can fully realize their visions now that they had back in the 16-bit era. Like they can tell the story the way they wanted to tell it from the jump, but they didn't have the technology to do so. And I think that's fucking amazing. And a lot of people like, oh well, Final Fantasy VII remakes, fucking it's a travesty because it like shits all over my childhood, and
0: I can't handle it.
1: Matt Rage quit that game. I mean,
0: it... it did, but but I also recognize that it's a me problem. The same way I look at games like Dark Souls, there's a reason that those games have sold buttloads and that so many people love them. It wasn't for me and because i didn't like it doesn't mean that it's a bad game. There's people out there who trash on Monster Hunter all day. Oh, the controls are janky or why does it do it this? Why does it do that? This control is a horrible game. Why
2: I control the camera. And i'm
0: not i'm not going to be out there one being like, "Well, you just need to get good." No, that's not a game for you then. I'm yeah, not going to but... sit here and tell you that your opinions wrong. I agree,
2: but i feel like there's too much gatekeeping too, like like i feel like not Monster Hunter doesn't do that, but, like, a lot of other, like, franchises do do that, and it's disgusting. Like, like the Dark Souls community is very hardcore, and the fact that they'll be like, oh, just get good, Scrub. And I'm like, that's not a way to get people to buy your game. Or
0: to want to... Yeah, it's of hard to get sequels so. when nobody's buying your game, because your the community is shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But then there's, like, but... Th-
0: even with the whole, like, you know,
2: like, oh, there's too many remakes. But then they don't remake things they should remake. <laughs> like, 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 you and I are probably going to have the same answer, Matt. And I know that you like this game. You don't hate it. And I love this game. And I think it gets way too much shit. Why the fuck is there not a remaster of Final Fantasy 13 trilogy at this point? Like, I don't get it. It's the only one you cannot play on PS4, PS5. Except for the first six games. It's the only modern one you can't play. You can play you can play eight or seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, two, and twelve. But you can't play thirteen.
0: Are you talking strictly on PlayStation?
2: Yeah. Well, you could play them on, on Xbox because they were on Game Pass. They were also on PlayStation Now at one point. They're actually one of the big, big reasons to get PlayStation Now when it first launched. I didn't have a PlayStation Four when when they when PlayStation now launched though, so I couldn't get Final Fantasy Thirteen. But it's off the service now, and it's never gone back since that point. And it upsets me that I cannot play the one Final Fantasy game that I actually want to replay. I can't play because it's locked behind a paywall.
0: But is there a financial incentive for? Squeenix to do anything with that because Final I th- Fantasy I think, 13 I think people, wasn't as well received.
2: But I think people will buy it. Like enough people will rebuy it.
0: Well, it certainly was well received enough that they made freaking two sequels to it. Look at that garbage, but...
2: garbage sauce fucking uh uh Crystal Chronicles that everybody like swears is the greatest game of all time. Crystal Chronicles was okay.
1: Just as a side note. Final Fantasy Thirteen is on Game Pass.
0: I know it is. Yeah, but he was talking about it being on PlayStation. It was
2: on PlayStation now. First launched.
1: That's probably why it's not back on PlayStation, because it's now on Game Pass.
2: First of all, not everything that's on one is locked off the other. That's like a misconception.
1: I'm not saying that it's blocked. I think what's happening is I think they're taking turns on which service gets which game.
2: Well, no, it's never gone back, and it's been on Game Pass for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, JT's beat them a bunch of time. Or he's beat them on like everything, but he'd probably be able to give you a better answer than I can.
1: I'm sure he'll text me.
2: But uh Or tell me I'm wrong. But he's very good at that. He's like a fact checker. He, he serves his he serves his job he serves his job well, but like I I there's just so many games I wish they would just remake and then there's so many like why is there no chrono trigger remake? Just why? Like especially with the engine that they have now, like with the engine that they use to create, um, um Octopath Traveler. Imagine a Chrono Trigger game that engine could.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Right. Like that 2D HD like engine that they created that they just remade Live Alive with. Like I want, I want more games in that style. Like I know we're getting a brand, we're getting they're remaking uh, Dragon Quest three, I think right now. That's supposed to come out. Uh, Eventually, I don't know when, but eventually. But there's just so much they can do, and there's so many games they can like. Like I pro like, you know who makes games that remakes games the best? And like I don't like I don't know if you guys own any of these collections. Konami. Have you seen any of the collections that they put together?
1: I have the the Contra collection.
2: And it's and isn't it like beautiful? Like with all the backgrounds and all things that they put in there, and all like the different versions of the games you can play: Japanese, the American, like. They really went all out and gave you like every version of the game and the controls work well. Um, Some of them have rewind and save features. And then like some of them have like a, like a vault where you can like look at pictures of stuff or like manuals and stuff like that. It's it's really well done, but I know the Calabunga collection because I watched like an IGN video of it. It has a, it has like a million things in it. Like they really went all out for this because they were so happy just to get the chance to remake these games. Like, I, I like it when the studios actually want to remake the game because they have a passion for the game, not because they want to make money, because the problem with this industry, the problem the number one problem with the video game industry, is it's lost its way and it's all about money now. it's not about the art form of making a beautiful video game anymore. It's all about money.:
1: I disagree to a point.
2: I don't because real stu- stu- major studios don't greenlit games anymore that they don't think are going to sell. It's all about money.
0: So, so Kalai, what, what do you disagree about?
2: I I, mean, I I
1: yes, it's about money, but I think it's more about they're trying to make it more cinematic. I think a lot of the games are growing more cinematic. That's why I kind of like Nintendo at this point, because Nintendo's like, cinematic, we don't need that, we just need gameplay.
2: Yeah, but do you think Nintendo's not cinematic because they don't want to be cinematic, or the Switch can't handle being cinematic?
1: Well, in all the gears of all the Nintendo systems, what system what game has become so cinematic that you have to have on a nintendo system
2: no I, I i kind of agree to your point because i've always i've always made this argument to my friends like nintendo is the last true video game developer like they don't make cinematic adventures they make video games yeah like they're still the only ones making true video games like the whole point of it is to be a video game first and foremost it has to be fun and enjoyable
0: so now now to bring back the subject of dead space which again, folks, if you haven't played it yet, I think later this month is when we're gonna do our, our topic on it. So get to playing. Very easy to complete. Dead Space died because three was a microtransaction laid in hell. People did not appreciate the heavier focus on action and the blatant and the blatant push towards spending in-game money in a full-priced game for single-player stuff that you know you could use in your game which basically became pay to win so ea will go out there and go well you know the metrics didn't match and maybe it wasn't the right market no you fucked it up because you got greedy and put shit in a game that didn't need to be there and you totally ruined the experience for everybody Now they're coming out with the remake. The reason why I'm not pre-ordering despite my love of the series is because even though I'm reading comments about how EA is kind of hands off with the developer, letting the developer do what they need to do. I'm very hesitant to believe that EA doesn't have some sort of greedy finger in the pot to try to squeeze extra money from folks. So I am waiting to see it released to see what the reviewers say to hear what people are playing it say. And if I get wind that there's any sort of microtransactions in it, I might skip it because I don't want to give the developer my money for a game that I've technically already played that is just trying to get more money out of me to get more money, not because they want to give me a good gaming experience. Like you said, Joe, there's certain developers out there who are making games to... Ring money out of you and there's some developers who are making games to make a good fucking game take uh shredders revenge that is a great fucking game yeah and i think what you've already bought it once or twice already uh, or is it just once
2: just once right now uh, i'll definitely buy it again now
0: and that's what i'm saying is because of what they've done it's amazing and even though it's on game pass at some point i'm gonna buy it just so that way, I could have it on my systems and available to me for as long as the servers are are alive. And if it ever goes off of Game Pass, I mean,
2: I, I definitely think I'm picking up a physical copy of that. Like eventually, when I can, when I can find one, I think they just released like this week or last week. I'm definitely gonna try and find one because that's a game I want to own in my collection. I want I want to have that displayed on my wall because I am a huge Ninja Turtle fan, and I just want to own that physically. I want to have it in my collection and hold it,
0: and like and. And then you're giving the developers twice the money, because A, it gives you something physical to hold, and B, that game is so good and you love it, and that's your jive, so therefore you want to spend the money on it multiple times.
2: I mean, it's like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I mean, I own it on the switch, I own it on PlayStation, I own it on Xbox, and I own it physical because I had to I had to be able to put this thing in my hand and be like, "Now you fuckers can't take it away from me." Like, no matter what you try going forward, this will always be in my house. Whether I have a device to run it, that's one thing, but I still own it. And I think, like, that's, and not to be, like, a side tangent or anything, but that's why physical media is so important in video gaming. And not letting that die is so, in, it's just so important. Absolutely. Here's
1: a question for you, Joe. How many times have you bought Shovel Knight?
2: Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that one, Clyde. It's a good one. Uh, A lot. I own it on I own I bought it on the I bought it on the Wii when it came or Wii U when it came out. I own it physically on the Wii U. I own it digitally on the Wii U. I own it digitally on the uh digitally on the 3DS, I own it digi- for physical on the PS four and I own it on what else do I fucking own it on? I think that's it. I think that's it. You don't own it for the Switch. Did I say switch? No. Yeah, I own it for the Switch.
1: I think that's yep, and I and,
2: and I will give Yacht Club my my money every single fucking time because that game is a true fucking masterpiece. It's it's just so good. Like it has no right being as good as it is, or maybe it does because it's made by a developer that you know really loved what they were doing, and they you could really see the passion they have behind the project that they put together. And I think thats it's just a beautiful thing. When you see passion and art come together, I don't think anything can top that. Like nothing in the world can top that.
0: I I think, especially with Shovel Knight, as somebody who never actually played through Shovel Knight, but still followed every time they gave a release of that game, there was some sort of incremental improvement that they did, whether it was additional characters or more story elements or, updated um what system you could play it on there was always some improvement they were making and to me that's worthy of buying a game multiple times you've never played
1: shovel knight you should totally play it
2: uh,
0: I yeah, never yeah you shovel should knight.
2: totally get on that
1: i beat the game i should tell you how how fun it is
0: oh i thought you were going the other direction on that one
2: The game's a masterpiece yeah it's well master so, masterpiece
1: it's not an easy game
2: if you, I guarantee if you play 15 minutes of that game, you'll think it's a masterpiece.
1: <laughs> Alright, should we learn this plane, guys?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think just in closing, it's just... It's just... We're in a very different landscape in, you know, in the world of gaming today, and I think it's, it's just important to understand that... Not to let the art form of making video games die and fall into the hands of, like, greed. And the corporate machine that I feel like it's really, really kind of under the thumb of right now with 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 like kind of like the the last two, you know, the last two generations of gaming kind of like knocking out the middle tier of gaming. You know, those like $20 games that you go and buy in the store or like those, you know, all the games like that were based on like movie license or TV show license. Those are gone now. And I miss those type of games. Those games are fun. They were fun to just sit back and like, just vegetate and like enjoy a game based on a property that you loved, and that that whole genre is just gone. It's been wiped out. So I just, I just wish we could get some of that back too. And then you know it, it's you know, it is what it is. But I don't well, know. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Well to to end my portion is i may be buying spider-man remaster the spider-man game again since it's now available on the uh on steam so did, and it's did you it's steam deck verified okay so i've already bought the original i bought the remastered on ps5 i may <laughs> buy it again on PC. did you uh did you
2: read that it doesn't run better on a computer that does on a ps5
0: uh, no, I was actually looking at Digital Foundry's post now, so I'm looking. Yeah, it says that uh, it's, ooh, op, it's Wow. Yep. Somebody just posted in Reddit 100% CPU usage on my 9900K, which is the same processor mm, I have. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. See, this is why I can play it on my Steam Deck and not, not without all the excess bullshit I have to. Uh, but,
2: but again, it, it's, yeah, but again, it just goes to show you like certain games are just made to run on certain platforms. Like, perfect. Purpose- well, again, I think it's this game, too. Like, it's,
0: Well, I wouldn't put that too much on Insomniac because, yeah, they made it to run on a PS4 and Sony finally is getting with the act to say, oh, well, now I now I can uh, make money on PC, too. It happened with God of War. It happened with Horizon Zero Dawn. They all started out shitty. I'm giving it a number of patches to get better.
2: No, and I think it'll get there. I think that's another thing in gaming that's changed immensely from gaming in the past, too. Like, you can patch things now. That wasn't something you could do. Like, a Nintendo game was always a Nintendo game. It was always shitty.
0: Nintendo games are still Nintendo
2: games. But you know what I mean? Like, it it was always, like, the the original Nintendo game was, that's what it was for the life of the game. It was never going to get any better than that.
0: So. Anyway, that's all I have to say, Kalach.
1: <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, check out our other shows. Give us reviews. Join our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of Loop Bros.
0: Go right in the celt. the street. People need to know we're living in the war zone, in the streets where the truth, tell them that it's old. Get right or get left, what will it be? Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know we're living in the war zone, in the streets with the truth, tell them that it's old.